When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. We are here today to reflect (laughs) on our full Drivers' Championship predictions that we made all the way back in February, I want to say. It was definitely after before. testing. Yeah, it was February, after yeah. testing, but before any running. And we went all the way from 20th to 1st. And we thought we were wheel knowledging. And we're about to find out exactly how much we wheel knowledged, <laughs> aren't we, Tommy? Spoiler alert it's difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah, even when, even when we'd seen testing. It shows that things did change of what well, what we expected. Uh, Are you testing. telling me that testing isn't representative? Are you telling me that two Formula One experts it would be an absolute miracle if we got all twenty right? And if we did, I would be a multimillionaire because I'd have put on a massive accumulator bet. Oh, imagine! Imagine if you could do an accumulator <laughs> bet of the entire World Championship, and then like. Logie Bear drops a P4 at the end to like break your accumulator. <laughs> Finishes 19th. No. <laughs> to be fair, if you'd have put 20th, you still would have got it wrong. So, so anyway, how we're going to do this to make it a little bit more fun as well is that we're going to give points out to either myself or Tommy, depending on how we do. So it will be two points if we get the prediction bang on. So this, the right position. One point for who gets the closest between us. And then we also get one point if it's a draw between us so that's how we'll sort of divide the points up uh, so i'm very excited to see because i actually have no idea who has won this so let's let's no. find out starting with p22 which is nick devries <laughs> with a massive zero points now i predicted p19 which was i thought i mean i, I didn't think he was going to do that well this year that's why i predicted uh daniel ricardo to replace him as one of my crazy predictions bef- and that was I can't, when did I say that? I can't remember when I actually predicted that. At the start of the season, that before the we'd even season. done that any testing or anything. Yeah. That was. Um, that was good. But I thought P19, there must be someone, a little Logie Bear that might finish behind him. I didn't expect there to be 22 drivers. Uh, so yes, P19, um, and it wasn't low enough. Now, I went for P17, which is probably one of the furthest predictions off I am. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. Even into, yeah, um, I imagine, because that's a long way off. Although, to be fair, I guess it's because there's two extra drivers and you finish way down the order. But I am stupid because I got baited 
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him under the bus right here. I got baited by a video that I saw from Will Buxton where he was gassing up Nick DeVries, saying how he's so good and and like so good at like developing cars and things like that and he like put so much work ethic in. And I watched that video just before we did the predictions and changed Yuki and DeVries the other way around. Oh yeah, um, you and, backed DeVries yeah, over I backed your DeVries boy over Yuki. I didn't yeah, I didn't in the teammate comparison one we did, but then when we did this chart I did thinking like, oh, Yuki would be a bit more unlucky and and maybe maybe it would go Nick DeVries's way, but it did not. He didn't score a single point and the only driver not to score a single point. So I get a point though. Uh one nil for, to me. You Come do. On. One nil. Off. Are we gonna are we just gonna write them next to it? Sure. Or live I mean, tally. Are, are we doing admin whilst recording the podcast? Apparently we are. are uh, we, anyway, we'll do it at the end. <laughs> I thought I was just going <laughs> to re- say it out loud, but no worries. Um, 21st position was Logan Sargent with a whopping one single point. And I went for P20 um, because, again, I thought there was going to be 20 drivers this year, not 22. Um, so I'm, I'm not even, I feel like that's right in a lot of ways, because I thought it was going to be... Well, actually, no, technically, Logan wasn't last due to Nick DeVries, but I guess he's the last in terms of full-season full attendees. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yes, P20, not not sad about it, because I feel like I was right. Yes, I also went P20, no surprise at all, based on my predictions of the season. Although, I guess you could argue that he did worse than I expected, because I would... I was only saying P20 because I thought Williams were going to be far and away the worst car. Uh, and I think it's clear from the the season and how well Alex did that that is not the case. Um, but he still didn't score many points. And I guess my P20 prediction of, of joking about that at the start of the season, uh, someone clearly saw that from the F1 graphics department when they overlaid that savage graphic of his qualifying results in Vegas, the poor guy. Yeah, but then he bounced back, didn't he? He bounced back. <laughs> Before another P20 in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, well, look, no more slander, mate. He's finished P21. That's enough. That is enough for him He's to not last. have to absorb over the off-season and potentially into 2024, but we will have to wait and see for when Williams finally announce whether they are keeping him or not. So 2-1 to me. P20, a driver that neither of us predicted because neither of us thought he would be in Formula One. Liam Lawson, who scored two points, uh, which is not applicable, but just want to say congratulations to Liam to making it into the top 20, beating two drivers uh, in the Drivers' Championship despite only doing uh, a handful of races. Um, So, yes, well done, Liam. Well done, Liam, indeed. Cool. P19, Kevin Magnussen with a whopping three points. I went for P16. I thought that... It was going to go a lot better for Haas than it than it did, um, and I wasn't f- foreshadowing as many tire problems in the races as they had, um, and yeah, I thought P sixteen was maybe a little bit harsh. Could have a few Haas worldies, especially at the start of the year. That's when we, you know, are used to Haas coming out the blocks firing and then having no money to do anything else after the start of the season. Um, but no, terrible. P19. I went for P14. I was even more generous. Um, and I thought something similar that Haas would be a better a better car. Um, they did actually look all right in preseason testing, uh, but we didn't know in preseason testing that they couldn't do more than 
two racing laps without destroying their tyres. So that was their downfall all season. Uh, and I think, yes, definitely overestimated how good Haas uh, would have been af- based on how they were uh, the year before, where, of course, Kevin Magnussen was like the star of the show at the start of the season when he was battling up at the at the front for like fifth place, I think it was, in the, in the first race. But not this time. Not this time indeed, and I take a really healthy 3-1 lead after P19. P18 was Zhou Guan Yu with six points, uh, and I went for P14 as my prediction. Um, I thought Alfa Romeo would be, again, better than, than they were. I thought Zhou was going to be better than he was, um, but instead... I think we literally saw, similar to uh, the Haas and how many laps the tyres lasted on that car, the amount of racing laps we actually saw of Joe the entire season. Uh, we hardly ever saw him actually racing. The Alfa Romeo boys lost in transmission, it seems. Um, but yes, uh, 14th and Joe let me down. I went for slightly lower, P15. So one point, I'm back Back in the race. <laughs> You're back but in. I'm back in the race. But yeah, uh, I didn't expect Alfa Romeo to be any good. Um, I didn't expect them to be this bad, though. Um, <laughs> they, of course, did very well uh, in the championship uh, the previous year. But yeah, Joe, Joe in particular, like you say, was just so anonymous the whole year. Uh, and I actually, uh, spoiler alert, I actually predicted him ahead of Bottas in my predictions, um, which didn't happen, um, but uh, I still was closer, just. Just about. You nipped a point. Congratulations, Tommy. 3-2. P17, Daniel Ricciardo, again, another driver that, well, actually, I predicted, but we didn't throw into this because we were just predicting the drivers that were supposed to have full-time seats, Uh, but he finished with six points as well, and uh, so great to see Danny Rick back on the on the on the on the calendar on the racing circuit you know he's he's back in formula one didn't expect it to be so early um but of course red bull doing red bull things and uh throwing throwing one of their drivers to the sharks and and we're like danny rick come back and then obviously he injured himself then liam lawson came in then danny rick came back again uh but yes uh it's it's great to see danny back and and p17 had he started at the start of the year would i have put him 17th probably not i would have been on the hype train at that point Yes, you gotta you gotta think. If Daniel Ricciardo had done the whole year, I think he would have been there or thereabouts with Sonoda. Maybe his experience puts him a little bit higher than Sonoda and bags a few more points. But it's very close between uh, him and his teammates. And we didn't, like I mentioned in our driver ratings, we didn't really get to see the full Daniel Rick because it was such a stop-start campaign for him twice, essentially. Um, so looking forward to seeing what he can do next year. P sixteen. Nico Hülkenberg with nine points, and I predicted him P15 because I thought Haas and Nico Hülkenberg were going to be okay, but still reasonably washed. And Nico delivered that. Um, I feel like 16th in the drivers' championship is incredibly harsh for Nico, uh, considering a lot of his qualifying performances over the year. But as we mentioned previously in our in our podcast, it just just if it's if it ended on a Saturday, Haas would have had a lot of points. But that's not how it works. And Charles Leclerc would have had five wins this year as well. So uh, we won't get into that. But um, Nico, 16th. And I went for P15. So I'm quite happy with how close I was with that. Clearly, I thought 
points were given out for Saturday because I predicted him P12. You were on the Hulk hype train. I was on the Hulk hype train. Because because I thought Haas would do exactly what we were saying before with K-Mag, come out the blocks firing, and I thought Hulkenberg, which to be fair, he did, like would smash K-Mag and be able to deliver points. Um, But that car was never, never there to do it other than uh, one chaotic end to the Australian Grand Prix and, of course, the the sprint race, which everyone pitted in anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I was way off with that one. 4-2 to Gallagher versus Bellingham as we go to P15. Valtteri Bottas with 10 points. And speaking of hype trains, I was on a Bottas <laughs> hype train and I was feeling so smug after Bahrain. I was like... Yeah, Tommy, how dare you disrespect the goat that is Valtteri Bottas? And then from there on, he didn't score hardly any points whatsoever in in the rest of the season. So uh, I'm going to apologise to Valtteri fans out there because I feel like that might have been my fault. But um, yes, 10th did not happen. Yeah, I think you owe me an apology as well because I got absolutely roasted for picking him P16, which was only one away. Annoyingly, if I'd if I'd backed him over Joe, I would have got it bang on. Uh, but I I didn't I I wasn't on the Alpha hype train. I thought they were going to struggle, and I just couldn't see them improving. And that is exactly what happened. They were absolutely awful by the end of the year, and going to be fascinating to see how they improve up the grid, or if they are just settled until it's kind of like save us Audi. Uh, we'll be good then, and we don't care now. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as easy as just changing a, a logo and being like, oh, we're quick now. No. So uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, 4-3 then. P14. Yuki Sonoda with 17 points. I predicted him P17. I didn't believe in the Yuki Alpha Tauri combination, mainly more of the Alpha Tauri. I just thought it would be pretty terrible and I thought Yuki would do a little bit better than Nick DeVries, uh, the only person on this podcast that thought Yuki uh, would do better than Nick DeVries. And, uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't very close, but. I went for P18. Thank you. Because I'm, I'm an idiot. The, I'm glad you got the cue there. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, t- to be fair, I'm not 100% sure where Yuki was in the, the championship table, but he was languishing around 17th, 16th, I think, uh, towards the end, because, of course, they didn't score many points at all until right at the end and Yuki was was there banging in P11 after P11 and we're thinking this guy's having quite a good season and not scoring any points so he was actually quite low down the table but then a few good results at the end shot him all the way up to P14 and yeah uh, I I thought that AlphaTauri would be the second worst car after Williams which proved to be uh, slightly wrong after Well it was Alpha right as Haas. you say It was right for quite a long time the then Alpha and Haas just decided that they don't even want to compete anymore and just plummeted. Fair. P13, Alex Albon scoring 27 points. And he really did. He really did say to us, how dare you? How dare you not believe in me? Because I went for 18th position, uh, which, you know, you think five places out. That's that's a long way. Surely Tommy's not going to be further away than five places uh, isn't that right, Tommy? I went for P19 for Alex Alban. 
I really did think Williams were going to be, well, yeah, the the worst car by a considerable margin. And this was not me disrespecting uh, Alex Albon. I guess it maybe was thinking he couldn't deliver uh, in a rubbish car. But I don't think that car is rubbish. And that that's why I'm kind of like Logan did worse than I predicted because he has actually delivered that kind of result in a car, which Alex has proved is pretty decent now. Uh, but I'm very glad to see it because, um, yeah, it's, it's really good that Alex has turned his, his season around and we'll see what Williams can can do. Maybe they are on the way up with the James Fowles hype train and they're going to be even better next year. Who knows? Yeah, I think we should do like a predicting uh, about team principles and you know top 10 because I'm putting JV Who? right at the top, P1. I am a, I'm a James Fowles hype enthusiast. Uh, okay, 6-3. The gap is extending as we oh, go dear. to P12. Esteban Ocon with 58 points. I predicted in P9. I thought Esty Besty was going to have a better year when it comes to actual point scoring uh, accomplishments. You know, he's, he's he occasionally pops up on the podium, has a little big points haul here and there. Um, but I don't feel too bad because Tommy went even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And by even worse, I went even better for Esty yeah, Bestie uh, and put him P8. And the logic behind that was, of course, that Alpine actually looked pretty good after preseason testing, and he had a fantastic year um, the the year before. Of course, he finished ahead of Fernando Alonso, his teammate. Yes, uh, uh, sorry, Alonso had the worse luck, but you know, I thought Esty Bestie would be on a on a high, and Alpine were looking uh, very good. They were obviously ahead of looked quicker than McLaren when McLaren were in their terrible phase. But then as soon as McLaren got better, they just were in absolute no man's land where they were just, they didn't have anyone to race and they just were the, the definition of mid. And that's exactly where they finished in the championship. Let me just, let me open my uh, dictionary and the definition of mid is right there actually. Yeah. Alpi, a picture, Alpi. it would have a picture of the 2023 Alpi. Apart from the times when you biggest flopped them and then they became a world championship winning car. Yeah. So uh, well done for that one. Okay, 7-3 now. Getting oh, some God. serious daylight between the two of us here. <laughs> uh... P11, Pierre Gasly with 62 points. And here we go. Because Matt Gallagher comes in with P11. Yeah. Um, Is that the first one? That's the first bang on um, prediction of of the podcast so far, which shows, I don't know if that shows how washed we are or how good we are. I don't (laughs) know, because some of them have been close. Either or, um, it's funny because we, I predicted P11 for Gasly, but I predicted P9 for Ocon, thinking that Gasly would do worse than Ocon. And in fact, it was the other way around. And I've somehow managed to accidentally... (laughs) <laughs> fall upon the correct uh, prediction for Pierre Gasly. So that takes me to nine points now, Tommy. What did you go for? I did exactly the same thing. I went for P11, and it is exactly the same reasoning where I thought Alpine would be pretty good and Gasly would flop, and then somehow he's beaten his teammate and it's got my prediction in. Um, so thank you, Gasly, for proving me wrong and finishing P11. I was going to say it takes me to nine points. It doesn't. If it's a draw, we get one point each, right? Uh, uh, or two points. No, two points each. Two points each because it's a draw. It's a draw, but we've both got it. Bang on. Okay, I so didn't say that at the top each. of the show, though, Tommy. That's confusing for That's people fine. carrying along. Okay, all right, nine five. Then all right, here we go. P ten, 
Lance Stroll with 74 points. I went for P13, um, which I don't know. I felt like that was I, I was onto something there. And without his, yeah, you know, he got a few points finishes towards the end of the year. I feel like I might have been still on for, for something around that. But uh, instead, Lance decided to actually turn up to work sometimes and uh, scored some points. And we also did not predict the Aston Martin to be anywhere near as quick uh, as it was. So, uh, yes, P13, not too far away. I predicted P10. Get in. Huge. Uh, and, yeah, finally, back in the game. Uh, and I got it spot on, really, because I said the Aston Martin would be good, but Lance Stroll would be Lance Stroll. And that's why he'd be 10th, um, which is exactly what happened in the season. Uh, you know, he was way off Fernando Alonso in terms of points. Uh, and, yeah, just just got lucky with the old P10, thinking that's a bit of a Lance Stroll position in a good car. Uh, and it was. Didn't think, I reckon if you knew the uh, the Aston Martin pace, you wouldn't have put in P10. And I would definitely not have put in P13 uh, had we seen Alonso's run of form at the start. Would you? Would you put him a little bit higher, do you reckon? With... Uh, yes, yeah, because yeah. I actually remember thinking that I'd put him... I remember actually thinking as well like his injury was going to screw this this championship yeah, and yeah. Drogovic would come in, and it's crazy to think that now. But um, no, he did He did carry on and actually did quite good with a, with, a, with his injury, and then, then he fell off uh, later on. 9-7 then. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May the 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Going to P9, Oscar Piastri, or as you've spelt in this sheet, Oscar Piari. <laughs> Do enjoy a, an occasional Tom Bellingham typo. I don't, there's not even one letter missing. I don't there's even several. know why. Uh, 97 yeah. points for Oscar Piastri. Uh, I predicted him P12, which I feel disgusted about because I was actually hyping him up, going, look, he is going to be a talent. He's going to be really quick. Uh, I believe in Oscar coming into this rookie season. Um, and to be honest with you, again, how McLaren came out the blocks, I probably felt like P12 was too high, with, considering how slow they were at the start of the year. But then by the end, they were like, no, we're going to challenge for wins because that's just McLaren. I think pretty much two years in a row in terms of that trajectory of slow at the start and then getting quicker. Um, but yeah, what a rookie season for Oscar. And I'm glad that he's got higher than what I predicted. I went for P13, so one lower. Um and yes, that that logic was because McLaren had an absolute stinker in in preseason testing as well. They looked awful, uh, and yeah, I remember thinking like, "Oh, that's you know that's way low down." But I just did not believe that. And I think uh, to be fair, there'd been a lot of people that were just 
I don't think anyone apart from Mika Hakkinen could have predicted the resurgence that uh, McLaren <laughs> McLaren had because it was literally like from back markers to Lando Norris taking the lead at the British Grand Prix like how on earth did that happen I still don't really understand but um I watched that yeah clip Oscar back. did well in the end I watched that clip back the other day and just the cheer the roar I've never heard anything like that when Lando took the lead at the British Grand Prix the most it was unbelievable good, it? captured TV moment or just being there but like the the mics that picked it up was crazy. It was awesome, uh, but yeah, Oscar had a great season. Really, um, I think he'll do even better next year because he started off a bit slow. I think that's why his points deficit is so much to to Lando. And there were a few races where he struggled with with tire wear. But um, yeah, looking forward to now he's got that rookie season under his belt and a win, a sprint win, which is very impressive. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do next year. He's a race winner. And uh, sure P9 in the championship. 10-7. I am now in the lead. Three points as we go to P8. George Russell with a whopping 175 points. A big chasm of points between Russell and Piastri uh, from P8 into P9. I predicted P6. And uh, I expected Mercedes to be a little bit better uh, than they were. Uh, well, actually, no. I... I think it was more I expected George to do a little bit better than than perhaps he did, especially coming off the back of last year. Uh, he was, you know, showing some uh, real signs of potential. Of course, winning in Brazil and just generally scoring a lot of points. Um, Hamilton, of course, was going through that that big development phase with the car and trying lots of different risky setups, which were causing him to have some pretty poor results. But but George was shining in his own right. Uh, but this year was a step down, I think, in some ways. And uh, yeah, P eight sort of showcases that and my prediction of p6 did not pay off i also went for p6 uh my logic for this prediction of p6 was that i thought ferrari and mercedes were going to be the second and third best teams which they were and very close between the two of them so i got that right but i didn't get any get points right for that, that mate sorry mate you're not no you're no not, no, not no, no, no i'm not trying to claim them, and don't i don't know if you were teeing yourself up there <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it depends. Where if it gets to like twelve, like thirteen eight with a few to go, maybe I will. Well, um, Michael Massey, this one but, as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, George. I, I didn't expect him to have as bad of a season as he had. I mean, you look at the points. Actually, it's not a million miles away from that big group of uh, four four drivers that were battling out for P four in the title. Um, in the end, uh, but by his high standards, it wasn't the the greatest of seasons uh, and yeah I, I just basically didn't predict uh, that two drivers that weren't driving a Red Bull a Mercedes or a Ferrari would do very special things and get into that top mix of of drivers in the championship how dare you how dare you not think Fernando Alonso would be getting so many podiums and an Aston Martin <laughs> shocking Okay, it's 11-8 then, as we go to P7, Carlos signs with 200 points. And I predicted Carlos P4 in the championship. Uh, I was very much sipping on that Ferrari hype P2, fastest car, sort of, or second fastest car. Um, and they were in, in some ways. Uh, but Carlos was just on the wrong end. And he was P4 going into Abu Dhabi. And this would have been a sensational little uh, prediction. But instead, it's P7 and it looks terrible. But he was six points off of getting it. So I am not too not too sad about it. I went for P5. Oh. So just one lower. And is 
closer. Um, this could have gone... It's, it's actually crazy how close P7, 6, 5 and 4 are in the championship. You know, six points separating four and how it changed so much. Like you say, like Carlos was leading that um, gangle of cars um, going into that final bit. But yeah, had a absolutely shocking uh, end of the season and dropped all the way down to, to seventh. Um but yeah, I predicted in P5 thinking that Ferrari would be uh, a good car um, and challenging for like P2, P3 in the title, which which did happen, but didn't get Carlos right, unfortunately. Okay, it is 11-9 though. It doesn't matter that you didn't get it right because you close the gap, Tommy, as we go to P6. Lando Norris with 205 points. I predicted in P8 and... Shocking, really. I can't believe I didn't think McLaren were going to be as good as, or as Lando was as good uh, as he was. But um, what a season for Lando. Um, he definitely could have secured P4 had there been a few mistakes ironed out in qualifying. But apart from that, unbelievable uh, from him to, to to help thrust McLaren forward. And uh, I went for P8, not thinking that McLaren would be able to be challenging Max Verstappen. And if anything, our hopes were with them uh, towards the end of the season to actually challenge and give us a fight at the front. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for Lando that it's higher than what I predicted. And uh, you can guarantee I'm not putting in P8 next year. Yeah, same. I went for P9, so I predicted that he'd do even worse, which, until uh, we got to Austria, I think you'd have uh, safely thought that I'd be getting the points here, but... No, their resurgence was unbelievable. Uh, and Lando was only, yeah, two points. Or uh, technically one, I think, because he would have had most second places uh, off uh, one point of finishing P4 in the title and making this prediction look absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, his, his very much had a season of two halves where uh, not a great start. And uh, I bet he was probably around 10th, 11th, if that, in, in the championship, actually. I think he was really low down at one point where he was constantly finishing like 17th and having brake problems and all sorts. Uh, but as soon as that car got good, Lando showed what he can do uh, and popped into a well-deserved six. But I think it could have been uh, even better from him, to be honest. 12-9 as we go to P5. Charles Leclerc with 206 points. And I went for P3. Because I'm, I'm actually looking back at myself and thinking, I'm proud of you, Matt, for not going crazy with this prediction. Because I could have been in serious trouble had I been drinking on that delusion potion. Uh, but I went for P3 because I genuinely thought that was possible. Um, and yeah, Mercedes, especially Hamilton, just delivered so consistently uh, throughout the year. And Ferrari were kind of up and down and sometimes really quick and sometimes terrible in the race. And yeah, Charles Leclerc had a bit of bad luck as well. And uh, he finished P5. But yeah, I'm ha I'm just more proud of myself that I didn't put P1. Well done, Matt. I also went P3 for Charles Leclerc, thinking that, yeah, Ferrari would have a very quick car, but not as good as Red Bull. And that's exactly uh, what happened. Of course, they just missed out on P2 in the championship. Um, and yeah, uh, Charles had a, a good season, but there were, there were moments where, I mean, it looked like, 
uh, Charles was going to finish maybe even seventh in the championship. He went into Abu Could have got fourth. seventh, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. So it was uh, it kind of all changed at the end. Um, and I'm really annoyed um, because you're getting away 13-10 now. Getting away? What do you mean? I mean, I haven't got away any more since Lando's. <laughs> yeah, true. We drew like, that. Like, I'm not closing. I'm not closing. <laughs> That's and I know what's next yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. We're not. We're not closing <sighs> in. So thirteen ten as we go to P four. Fernando Alonso also with two hundred and six points, and I predicted him P seven. Now I don't know why I did. I feel like I I sort of latched on to your hype at this point and. Remember, we'd had pre-season testing yeah. at this point, so we knew Aston were actually really good. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's true. But then also there is that doubt in your mind about how true is testing and so on and so forth. Uh, and of course, we do our predictions away from each other and we come and, and record. It's not like we go, oh, so who are you going to put seventh? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we uh, I, I went with P7 and it could have, may have, should have been six points away. You know, it was very, very close. Uh, but instead, Fernando securing an unbelievable, unfathomable P4 in the Drivers' Championship in a car that finished seventh in the Constructors the previous year. Go on, Fernando. Well done. I also went for P7 for Fernando Alonso. Couldn't have possibly thought he'd finish higher than that. Of course, like I said, this was after testing. Um, I actually predicted, uh, as as we know from our predictions at the start of the year before we saw any testing and got laughed at for predicting that Alonso would be best of the rest and this was my like I think he would be best of the rest but my best of the rest was Red Bull uh Ferrari and Mercedes and then and then everyone else and he'd he'd pop it in P7 but no P4 like unbelievable um but it did look like actually that like you say that he was going to end up P7 because the Aston really did fall off at the end of the year and the, the cars that and the drivers that finished behind him, Leclerc, Norris and Science had very quick cars at the end of the year. Uh, but somehow Fernando Alonso bagged that P4. It's almost like he's the greatest of all time. Um, had to get it in there. Um, but yeah, P4 in the championship when you're, I know his teammates Lance Stroll, but when it's fifth in the constructors is, is damn impressive and showed that he was, a lot of the time, was just over delivering in that car and I think his consistency was the most impressive thing about the year um those podiums at the start the fact that he was just banging them in all the time was so good I feel like your passion for Fernando actually outweighs mine for Charles on this podcast I'm not gonna lie to you like there's <laughs> there's a lot of just sneaky little big phrases that you you, you just throw mm. into the mix about Fernando it's it's uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Keep keep it up, mate. We'll see if uh, see if he can challenge next year, and I hope he can. I hope it's a Fernando Alonso, Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen world title fight, just to see your own brain figure out who you want to win. Um, and what and it would definitely be Fernando. So I don't know why I'm even saying that. Uh, but yes, I can't wait. I hope Aston just spend twelve billion next year and actually just just fight and spend even more than they did. Uh, yeah, this year. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the cost cap. 14-11 as we head to P3. Tommy needs a miracle. And I Lewis do. Hamilton, 234 points. I predicted P5. Um, didn't think Mercedes would be as quick as Ferrari. Uh, and, it, and arguably, I think Hamilton's performances 
were the the difference here rather than the car itself. Uh, his teammates kind of shown where where he could have ended up had it not been for some some incredibly well executed races over the year. Um, so yeah, well done, Hamilton. You you did better than what I expected. Same for me, but I did P four, <gasps> so just one higher. I've got a point. 144 points you've written in the sheet. Uh, hopefully not. Um, yeah, I mean, Hamilton, like you say, he, I don't think, uh, P3 is a fantastic result because I don't think the Mercedes was, even though they finished second in the Constructors, they weren't anywhere near far clear in that uh, Constructors title. Uh, and as it's 14-12, I am banking on you predicting Sergio Perez to win the title. Come I was on, about please. That's right, <laughs> like, with two left. Have I accidentally put Perez as the World Drivers' Champion and thrown away the easiest victory of my life? Well, let's go to P2. Sergio Perez with 285 points. And yes, I did indeed secure him as runner up P2 in the Drivers' Championship which didn't look like it was potentially going to happen uh, with all of the uh, well qualifying performances, Hamilton closing in. Then, of course, it sort of swung very aggressively after Hamilton got disqualified in Austin uh, and the dream was was over for Hamilton to finish runner-up. Uh, runner um, but yes, Perez, we've nailed it. P2, and that's uh, a bang-on performance. Has Tommy also gone for Perez P2? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, and our logic was spot on here. Uh, after testing, we were all a little bit worried that the Red Bull would be very, 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 very quick, and it sure was, obviously, having that record-breaking season where only one other team won a race, and, of course, uh, you'd be absolutely crazy to to predict that uh, Perez would beat Max over a championship, but, of course, at the start of the season... There was that talk of can he do a Rosberg when Max had that uh, failure that, that in that talk. Saudi. That talk was coming out of your mouth, sir. That was my pessimistic <laughs> brain thinking like Sergio could just finish second every race and then win the ones that Max retires in and be fine. But instead, yeah, he dropped off uh, quite significantly during the season and then had a decent end to easily wrap up P2 in the end. Um, it's crazy to look at the points and actually think that it was ever in doubt and there was so much talk of like Perez isn't somehow going to finish P2 because he so easily did it in the end. Um, and yeah, uh, P2 Sergio Perez. Okay then. Who's number one? Everybody <laughs> hold on to their horses. Have I accidentally predicted a driver transfer and a new world champion? Nick DeVries. Yes, maybe. Here we go then. P1, Max Verstappen, 575 points. It's 16-14. And I went for P1, which was bang on. Thank God. I literally came into this thinking, God, did I put Charles Leclerc first? Did I put Charles Leclerc first? I couldn't remember. And I'm so glad. Well done past me. I'm, I'm congratulating myself right now because I knew for these kind of things, I've just got to lock in what I actually think rather than what I really wish for. So yes. P1 Max Verstappen, and let's tick off the bingo card. What else is there to say? Because Max Verstappen, 575 points, double Sergio Perez, and he is inevitable, hence why I put him P1 as well. Yeah, I've also gone P1 Max Verstappen. We did 
a good job again um to say that we just do our random predictions we've been very close with all of them this year uh, that was another close close fought contest congratulations um, but well, well, done. well fought you've won again Cut. enjoy the money <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i of course you'd have been crazy not to back max after the end of the year he had and then it was quite clear from i know you can't normally tell in testing but there was a lot of talk from testing that's like oh red bull are really quick like really really quick um and of course uh even which is crazy to think about now uh, there was that whole Bahrain curse and like, oh, Max has won the first race. No one ever wins the first race and goes on to win the title. But he is inevitable and he just walked it after that initial, uh, wasn't even a blip, uh, after his pathetic two seconds from four races uh, where one was a failure in qualifying and the other was a badly timed safety car. Um, he just went on an absolute mad one uh, and then it was only Singapore that he didn't win. So, yeah, uh, easy dub for Max. Absolutely outrageous from Max. Well done. And an easy dub for me. 18-16 in the end. Never <sighs> in doubt. So thank you, Tommy. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to our, our reaction to uh, the 20th to 1st uh, Drivers' Championship predictions. We'll, of course, do it next year as well, see if we can improve on our scores. Tommy, what are your final thoughts, sir? Final thoughts are, hope you enjoy all of us reacting to our, our washed opinions and stuff. Uh, and we will go through the bold predictions that we made uh, at the halfway stage and also reflect a little bit on the ones we made at the start of the season as well. Because I know we already reflected them at the halfway stage, but we can finalise them as well. Uh, and one thing I really want to do, um, which I'll I'll get in the sheet and we can reflect on uh is i'm gonna make a a little table and we'll probably turn it into a social clip as well but your biggest flop and see what happened to them in every race because yes. i think we have to we have to look at that in our predictions like reflection and see what actually happened because my god if you didn't have biggest flop i probably w would have won our predictions by about 20 points because <laughs> <laughs> that just got you, you just got that point every single time that's so true yeah i can't wait to do that that might even be its own its own podcast or video i'm not sure yeah. but uh, we'll uh, we'll have a look and see but thank you everybody we'll see you very soon hope you're surviving without formula one we're trying to and we'll keep you entertained as much as we possibly can and we'll see you soon bye, bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.